Spider Spider presents Deer Hunting Season. Deer Hunting Season. It's a stupid fucking name if you ask me, because there ain't no deers in you. Anyway, this is chapter one. Destination, the shitty little town of Pilgrim's Rock. A town known only for two things, deer hunting and being shitty. The moon floats above the treetops like a pancake. Yeah, it don't sound right. I was kind of going for poetic and ominous, but I suppose comparing the moon to a fucking pancake ain't that ominous. Maybe this is better. The moon floats above the treetops like an ominous pancake. That sounds even less ominous than before. Wait, what the hell? Doesn't matter anyway. Let's cut the poetry bullshit and get straight to the point. The lead up to the events that took place in the woods just outside of the shitty little town of Pilgrim's Rock were pretty fucking ominous. There, let's move on. The tragic and not to mention dumb as a butt cheek protagonist of our little tale is me, Barnabas Crow. My life was pretty much a shit sandwich before I turned up in Pilgrim's Rock, but now, thanks in part to that fucking pancake in the night sky and taking a job no self-respecting hitman would ever take, my shit sandwich got extra shittier. My sidekick and passenger is a black Persian cat named Bicycle. She's stubborn, but hey, she's the only friend I got. I know what you're thinking, crazy name for a house pet. Well, don't look at me. It's not my idea. A mind far purer than my own came up with that. But the stolen car? Yeah, that's on me. The busted headlight too. I should have checked it, but I was in a bit of a rush. Sometimes you slip up, you know? The thing is, when you do slip up, you gotta be able to hide it. In my line of work, you need to be an expert at hiding things. The stolen car hides my movement, for example. It also hides the hunting rifle. A ticket T3 light, inexpensive yet reliable. Bolt action, quiet and smooth. Plastic frame, durable and rugged. Aim, true as Chicago rain, unregistered and hidden under the back seat. But the car don't hide my feelings though. That's what this gruff and rough appearance is for. So the less than savory appearance, the gun, the car, always hiding things. It's all part and parcel of the business that I'm in. It all comes with the job, except some jobs are just better left alone because no matter how big the payday is, they will jump up and bite you in the fucking jewels. Take this one for instance. This job, it was bad news from the start. I wanted nothing to do with it. No one did. You see, when I get that phone call, yeah, I always expect the clusterfuck of a job. That's my speciality, my forte, if you will. I unfuck clusterfucks. Problem is though, this job was the kind of clusterfuck even someone dumb as me had no damn business getting involved with. But when the boss of the Chicago Outfit crime family calls you up personally, you know something big is going down. Because that never happens. 
It's what the big lawyers downtown call plausible deniability. Yeah, a little trick the mob learned from our upstanding friends in government. Even a dummy like me would prick my ears up at that phone call. But personal phone calls and big paydays aside, this job ain't about the money. Not for me. I want a favor of my own in return. And a guy like the boss, well, he's like Santa Claus in shitty track pants. The kind of guy that makes the impossible possible. No, I don't need a big payday. What I need is the impossible. But we'll get to that later, if I survive the night, right, bicycle? So all I'm told is ask no questions, take the stolen car with the busted headlight, and be in this one-horse town I never even knew existed. No other information whatsoever. No idea who the contact is. Hell, no idea who the target is. All bad signs if you ask me. You starting to smell a dead rat? Yeah, me too. Problem is though, in my line of work when you smell a dead rat, chances are you're about to end up being buried there right next to it. Bang. You still confused? Well, I got some time to kill, amongst other things. So sit tight, grab a drink, maybe say a little prayer or two if you believe in that kind of thing. Because shit is about to get crazy, my friend. Now every twisted story needs a title. We'll call this one, The Story of How Barnabas Crow Got Fucked Over and Now Has to Deal With the Most Ominous Shit This Side of Hell. A bit long, but okay for a working title. So here goes. Welcome to Pilgrim's Rock, where deer hunting season is over, but the hunt is about to begin. Remember when I said you gotta be an expert at hiding things? Well, that's the truth. Especially signs of weakness. Panic, fear, love, that sort of thing. Never let your face compromise your intentions. A trick of the trade you need to learn to do the job well. Yeah, it might sound like tough guy talk, but it ain't. I ain't tough. I'm no gangster, no made guy. I'm a skilled tradesman, like a boiler maker or a plumber. You call me up if you have a block pipe, so to speak, and I come and fix it for you. And I don't mind the smell if you know what I mean. Simply put, I'm a professional. And that's all I want for my contacts. Be professional. It's easy. You arrive on time and you meet somewhere discreet. That's important. Don't get creative. Keep it simple. Meet where normal people usually meet. Not in a dark alleyway or an evil lair. And definitely not in a cemetery. Failing to adhere to these simple rules will get you pinched or killed. Now guess where the contact in Pilgrim's Rock leaves me and Bicycle waiting for over an hour? In a cemetery. This one even had a widow at the far end. And I don't like cemeteries, okay? It might strike some people as strange, you know, like, uh, what's that word again? You know, uh, when one thing is made up of two things and the one thing is opposite to the other thing, like, uh, like, well, like a killer who don't like being surrounded by dead shit, okay? I don't know. Anyway, I'm standing there edgy as a fat turkey at Thanksgiving watching Bicycle when I hear this sound behind me. Not a nice sound. Especially when it's right at the back of your head. Now on the inside, I'm going, oh, oh, fuck, shit, shit, fuck, a fucking gun. But outside, I'm doing what I do best. I'm hiding. Click. Excuse me? I said click. Colt Anaconda, 1990 model, click. Stainless steel double action revolver, smooth click, classic click, loud click. 
but not as loud as the clown who thinks he snuck up on me carrying one of the loudest, dumbest guns in the history of loud, dumb guns. Click. I turn around to see the empty stainless steel Colt Anaconda aimed straight at my face. Scowling from behind the Colt is the ugliest face I have ever seen. And attached to that face... Wait, let's just pause here for a second to take it all in. Let's all appreciate the contact. Elijah Sands. Big as a war elephant and twice as ugly. No, ugly doesn't really capture it. One half of his face is truly horrendous. Like he fell out of the ugly tree and hit every single fucking branch on the way down and then the tree fell on him. On top of that, he must have had some kind of an accident because the other half, the even uglier half, is pure carnage. Like he took one too many sips of a Molotov cocktail. And the best part? That big body is on the inside of a freshly pressed, flawless crease outfit. Any sane person would be afraid at this point. Yeah, of two clicks. Very afraid. Two clicks is the sound of a 44 Magnum round cocked in the chamber. But of one click? Sorry, father, but you're a click short of a loaded gun. In more ways than one from the looks of you. Now my Glock, pointed at your nuts, is pre-click. The fruitcake slowly lowers the gun. I grab my cat and I start walking. I should have done it the moment I walked into the cemetery. I don't know what the player is, but I want no part of this circus. And fuck that favor. It'll be useless if I'm dead. Pura sushiparint, doma manira sustenentara de minium lapuma. You kiss your mother with that mouth? It's Latin, an ancient language to describe an ancient curse. There is something terrible going on in this town. An unimaginable evil. Good to know. I'll avoid it in the future. Your boss in Chicago, Mr. Crow. We go way back. He believes in ancient curses, and this is personal for both of us. Stupidly, I turn around. Curiosity might kill the crow. Okay, Sense. I was told you were a professional. You make me and my cat wait an hour, and in a fucking cemetery. Then you sneak up on me with that bazooka, and now you're chomping on about ancient curses. And what's the deal with the peace anyway? Isn't there like a commandment against that kind of shit? Like, uh, like priests, thou shalt not shoot civilians with the 44? Like sinful? You know, uh, a sinful priest? Hey, what's that word again when one thing is opposite to the other thing, but it's actually one thing? Whatever, who gives a shit? Here's the deal now. No deal. You got that, Frankenstein? I don't give a shit what you or my boss believes. Sayonara. How's that for an ancient language? Let's go, bicycle. Mr. Crow, wait! What if I told you that you were not here to kill a man? Barnabas Crow is an equal opportunity killer. Sexism is for losers. I know that. Just no kids, right? You've done some homework, I see. Good for you. Her name is Tracy. The only name that will stop me dead in my tracks every time. Bicycle jumps down in a hurry, probably sensing my distress. She circles this big stone angel on a grave, arms out, all holier than now. But at that moment, I only hear that name. Tracy. I see that face in my mind's eye. I don't turn around afraid of what I might do. What did you say since? She named her cat after a queen song. Bicycle. Her father's favorite. Bicycle. I like that song. Be careful. There are a lot of holes in this place. You wouldn't want to accidentally fall into one. Okay, okay, Mr. Crow, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. Her name isn't Tracy. It was past tense. When I blink, the Glock is in his face, finger pressing down on the trigger. The only thing that saves his life is 
nothing. He does nothing. Not a flinch or a blink. Just keeps talking like he isn't moments away from seeing if God is real or not. And I thought I was badass. Oxymoron. Huh? Oxymoron. The word you were looking for. Like a sinful priest. Or a timid assassin. What? I got another word for you, Mr. Crow. Irony. Yeah, yeah, I know what that is. The way I hear it, she was accidentally killed by a hitman trying to make a name for himself. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Daddy was teaching her how to ride her bicycle. Double ironic. Now that I think about it. Fuck it. And there I go. Dangerous professional contract killer. Fists clenched and smelling blood in full-on idiot mode. At some point, I flip the gun around and I try to use it like a hammer. I'm lucky I don't shoot myself in the face. But I'm angry that I've been in a long time. I chase the priest trying to club him to death. The priest runs, bicycle scrambles around, and soon, all three of us are running around the big grave with the fucking stone angel smiling down at us. The dumb hitman, the flabbergasted priest, and the crazy cat. One big fucking happy family. I almost had it. My hand pulling his arm back, lock ready to smash his skull in when a soft voice stops us cold. Father Sands. Father Sands. Father Sands. Excuse me, Father. Would you mind keeping it down? Bicycle freaks out and jumps on me, scratching the fuck out of my back. I hop around trying to shake her off. I, what the fuck? Get the fuck off me, Bicycle. I forgot all about the grieving widow I saw while I was waiting. Sands recovers in an instant, smooth like a snake. He takes Bicycle off my back and she calms down instantly. I pretend I didn't see that. Diana, how are you holding up? I'm coping as well as I can, thank you, Father. I hope the book I gave you helped. Where's my manners? Uh, Freddy, this is Diana. Diana, Freddy. Like the singer. Hi, Freddy. Hello, ma'am. Sorry about all of that. You know, I had a long drive and feeling a little bit out of sorts. Sorry we disturbed you. You can call me Diana. Ma'am is for old people. Yeah, sure. Hey, and sorry again. I, I better be going anyway. Nice to meet you, Diana. Bicycle, come over here. Oh, come on, stop already. We need to hit the road. Come on. Your cat seems rattled. I don't think she likes me. Yeah, don't mind her. She likes everyone. But we're both a little antisocial. Not to mention tired. Bicycle just looks like a demon, but she's actually very gentle. Maggie loved cats. Diana's daughter fell victim to our troubles here. Oh, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Freddy, you seem all right. But I think we can skip the pseudonyms. I know why you're here. Father Sands feels Pilgrim's Rock needs outside help. From all kinds of characters. But the truth is, you can't help. Diana, that's enough. You've had a crazy month. Enough? Let me tell you about that word, enough. A month ago, my precious little girl, Maggie, was taken from me. What was left of her was heaped into a box and buried right there. The grave hasn't even set yet. I've cried my eyes out since the day they found her, and I'll cry every day for the rest of my life, and that still won't be enough tears to express the depth of the sadness in me. It wasn't enough for that thing to just kill my little girl. It had a toy with her, mutilate her, to the point that her body had to be identified by the friendship bracelet on her wrist. Killing isn't enough for this thing. Seven strangers rode into Pilgrim's Rock on motorcycles one year ago. Seven men with guns and tattoos. Tattoos just like the one on our dear father's forearm. When the moon was full and the town locked themselves away, the priest and those seven strangers went to the woods. Only one man returned. One man. Our dear Father Sands. Seven were not enough. Do you really think that he is enough? Nothing is enough. 
I saw the beast and I tried to warn you, but no one listened. Every single one of us in this godforsaken town will be killed, and maybe then, for whatever is hunting us, maybe then it will be enough. My little girl is gone, Father. She's gone, and you're telling me that it's enough? Okay, Diana. Okay, come over here. Sans takes Diana around the shoulders and walks her through a little pathway. I should leave, but my legs can't move. I'm frozen to the ground. I manage to turn my head to the big angel tombstone. A big plaque lists 19 names and an inscription. Margaret Maggie Samuels is the last name on the list. She was eight when she died. The inscription reads, Go your way, behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the mists of wolves. I look back at the names and the ages. Holy shit! It's all kids! Kids, dammit! This is where the town buries its murdered children. I suddenly get this stabbing pain right between my eyes and dizziness hits me. Crow, are you okay? You look pale. No, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. Seven of you couldn't kill the sting or a beast or whatever it is? Seven? You aren't here to kill a man. You're here to kill a werewolf. And for the first time in his life, Barnabas Crow had nothing to say. I just made this weird throaty sound between a laugh and a choke. <laughs> Follow me, I'll show you. We get to the edge of the hill. He points a little way down the slope at a single grave covered in weeds. It's all wonky and looks so ancient that you can't even make out the inscriptions. The grave of John Pilgrim. 200 years ago, a child was viciously murdered in Pilgrim's Rock. Pilgrim took it upon himself to hunt the murderer down. One full moon, he went into the woods. He emerged the next morning, bloodied and shocked and scared, dragging a dead man behind him. He described a brutal encounter with some creature. He killed the beast, but instead of finding a huge creature, he found a man they all knew, a baker, well-loved by everyone in town. Yeah, 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 let, let me guess. The thing bit him, and then he turned into a thing, and so on and so on. And a few hundred years later, you're all running around trying to find gangsters to kill a werewolf. I have questions. Professional hunters couldn't kill it. Gangsters couldn't do it. No matter what I tried, kids keep dying. Most people left already. Yeah, maybe they had the right idea. That won't solve anything. This thing is pure evil and needs to be stopped. It's up to me. There's no one else. He points beyond the old grave over Pilgrim's Rock to the woods at the far end. Narrow Gorge Woods. Tonight. Midnight. Tonight? Whoa, 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 whoa. That, hey, that's not how I work, Sans. Can't just pitch up and pop a target out of the blue. I'm not some kind of crackhead with a pistol. I know I take high-risk jobs, but hey, I'm not on a suicide mission here. It must be tonight, Mr. Crow. He points over the forest at the ominous moon staring at us from the night sky. The crimson moon appears every 22 years. My research tells me that it will subdue the beast's power. We have one shot at this. Hey, come on, this, this shit is way above my pay grade, man. I still don't understand what I can do that a professional hunter can't. You can stare danger in the face and not blink, Mr. Crow. Come on, Sand, spare me the soppy bullshit, will ya? Why am I here? Why me? Because I'm out of options. You're all that's left. No one else wants any part of this, and those that did are all dead. Great, some honesty, finally. I feel like that leftover dork kid that always gets picked last for the baseball team. But that doesn't change the fact that you are the guy for this. I need to apologize. I should never have mentioned your daughter. I needed you to understand, to feel. 
But if you want no part of this, I'll even try to help you with that favor. Not even you can help with that one. But I'm in, Sans. Don't know how much of this I actually believe, but I'm in. He hands me a wooden box and an envelope. Then take this. It's details regarding your payment and your hotel. Also, the time and place you should be in the woods with a map. I made some arrangements for your cab. Oh, uh, thanks, I suppose. So what's the plan? You follow the path on the map and wait at the mark. Hey, so what now? I'm supposed to be Godzilla's bait? No, I am. I've faced it before. It has my scent. Ah, good. Yeah, I like that plan. Good luck, Mr. Crow. Hey, Sans, wait. How am I gonna know it's my target? If it can do this to a man's face, you found your target. You wanna know the secret ingredient to the best pancakes in all of the Great Lakes? Well, it's simple. A cup and a half of milk, three quarter cup of flour, two eggs, some oil, pinch of salt, and then, only then, the secret ingredient. A drop, no more, no less, of vanilla essence. That's it, that's it, try it, just try it, and thank me later. I don't make a lot of pancakes these days. Only right before a hit. Sounds crazy, I know. It's what you might call an idiosyncrasy. I think the word idiosyncrasy comes from the word idiot. It's cause when an idiot does this one stupid thing over and over again and got no idea why he does it. Idiosyncrasy. Me, I make pancakes. Then I kill people. You know, it wasn't always like that though. Used to make Tracy pancakes. Back then it was whenever she had to go to the doctor or the dentist. And she would be so scared we had to fry up some pancakes to get her mind off the deed. And you know what? It worked. She wasn't as scared after one of my pancakes. So I'm in some crummy end of the world hotel standing at the foot of a bed. I ain't ever gonna sleep in thank fuck. Bicycle all fed and brushed licks her paws and cleans her ears. I bite off the last bit of my fourth pancake and inspect the tools of my modest operandi. All nicely laid out on the bed. The unregistered ticket 3 rifle and a Glock 17 pistol. Both cleaned and checked. A torch with adjustable lens, a black jacket, the map I need, infrared bifocals and a skin do. Yeah, a skin do. No, 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 it ain't some weird plastic surgery thing. It's a small sterling silver knife. Scottish. You could say it's an envelope opener with a superiority complex or something. I have no idea how my father, Polish immigrant, ended up with a fucking Scottish knife. But he passed it on to me and now it's all part of the ritual. Look at all this stuff. All tools of death. Shit, there was a time when life was all about living. Now, now it's all about killing. Suppose you sleep in the bed that you make. I pick up the box Sands gave me at the cemetery and walk to the only window in the motel room. I look at the dead quiet town of Pilgrim's Rock. A few streetlights burn, but not a soul walks the streets. Streets without people look kind of funny, especially when you come from Chicago. The narrow main road makes its way through the town and then disappears into the woods. The big dark woods. <laughs> so are you afraid, Crow? Afraid of that thing in the woods? I look down at the box, slowly open it. Three bullets gleam in the moonlight. Three bullets the same color as... Uh, as, uh... Ah, here I go again, trying to be all poetic. Wait, 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 I got it. Those bullets, 
are the same color as the spokes on a dead little girl's bicycle. I don't know why I thought about that. Probably because of fucking sand's mounting off. Well, if I survive this whole thing, there is that favor waiting for me on the other side. We'll see if it's worth fighting a monster for. What do you think, bicycle? You think I'm getting soft, huh? Now don't you look at me like that. You miss her too. She ignores me, but then her ears twitch and her eyes widen at the window and we hear a sound rise above the woods. Whatever you are, buddy, tonight you're getting a bullet, and I'm getting my favor. I look back at the tree bullets and then at that ominous moon so close I can practically slap it. Am I afraid? Huh? Eh, maybe a little bit. Nothing another pancake won't fix, though. Okay, this, uh, this thing on, uh, record, or where's the fucking button? It's on. Oh. It's on. Yeah, 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 I got it. Okay, here we go. Uh. Spider Spider presents Deer Hunting Season. I still think it's a dumb fucking name, but anyway. Chapter 2. This is where the plot thickens. 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 The plot, it thickens. Thickens. It th th thickens. Yeah, fuck it. What I gotta say? I said it thickens. 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 needles smells like Christmas but it's not it's Friday night hunting night a small parking lot just off the road I double-checked the map Sands gave me route planned out in red a big X marks the spot where the hit is going down everything is ready now except for one thing my pre-hit routine yeah sometimes you just gotta get your black gloves and your black beanie on your cargo pants stuck into your boots, your boots laced up and skin doo doo. Glock pistol, all stirred underarm, your black jacket zipped up good and tight, and a rifle slung over your back. Already loaded up with some crazy silver bullets, and now I'm ready to spread love around the world, cause that's what the world needs. Right about now is a little more, just a little more, just a little more love, love, love. And the crowd goes wild. I consider switching on the torch, but there's no need. That ominous moon, it's brighter than a fast approaching light in a train tunnel. I close my eyes for a quick moment and think of the last happy memory I have. Yeah, keep going, Trace, that's right, keep going. Then I push that memory out of my mind and that's it. Pre-hit routine done. Transformation done. Eyes open. Time to go. Quick and quiet. For obvious reasons, these two factors are important for a guy in my trade. And I'm no slouch either. In the city. 
would think the woods would be easy. You know, just take it slow, look where you step, become one with nature and shit. <sighs> but I'm anything but quick and quiet. And the harder I try to be quiet, the louder I become. Branches snapping me in a fucking face, tripping over rocks, shit creeping and rustling and squawking in the bushes on either side. I mean, what happened to just walking up to a guy and blowing his brains out and carrying on with your day? No! No! Now I gotta bushwhack through this shit. And let's not mention my lack of daily exercise is causing me to breathe loud as a dirty old creep making an obscene phone call. Oh, man. I follow the path Sands marked out easy enough, but the deeper I go, the narrower this fucking path becomes. It's like a clogged artery. After about 50 minutes and 50,000 fucking calories later, the path ends. That's it. It's gone. Just this... This big wall of gnarly branches and roots thicker than my arm. I use the torch to check Sansa's map. Even the mother of all moons struggles to get light down here. I mean, the path should carry on. But it's clearly fucking blocked. I'm about to throw myself a hissy fit that would make a little brat proud, but then I see it. Right at the bottom, under the branches. A small opening in the roots, like a shallow tunnel. Oh, great. Now I got a belly crawl. What fucking fun. Thanks, Sans. Thanks. I get down and shimmy through. Man, it's darker than a corpse's asshole down here. All I need now is for a big fucking ugly spider to land on Sans, remind me the next time I see you to punch you in the fucking face. It's the end of the tunnel. Thank fuck. Holy shit. What is this place? My own voice freaks me out. That's when I realize how quiet it is. No creeping, rustling, or squawks anymore. I crawl into this round clearing. Trees and thick thorn bushes close me in. Not good, but not the worst. The nail in the coffin is the six gray stones about ten feet tall, formed in a circle. In the middle of the circle are three more stones behind a massive stone table. Right there and then, my contract killer pair of nuts shrink to the size of raisins. Fuck this place. I kinda expect these Ku Klux Klan inbred cult types to come dragging a virgin in a white dress through here. Oh, okay, okay, I gotta get my ass moving. I scan the place, entry, exit points, lines of vision, possible cover. Slowly stand. Move quietly to the left. The inside of this circle is bright as a nun's fucking panties, but there's something else bothering the hell out of me. This... This faint smell sometimes smells like like overripe fruit, sometimes like like rotting meat. I gag each time it wafts my way. I swivel around toward the sound. Rifle comes up. This hulking dark shape explodes into the circle from the right. A hunched over grizzly. My eyes widen. Take aim. The shape holds at the altar table. Finger presses down on the trigger. I, I freeze. That's not a bear. It's, it's Sands. That idiot priest stands there, but he don't look all neat and holy like he did this afternoon. Chest heaving, face all sweaty, shirt untucked and twigs and leaves and shit in his hair. I want to call out to him, but I keep my mouth shut and my eyes open. The guy tries to look everywhere at once, he's gone up, breathing heavy. I move to my right, past one big stone and closer to the altar. Gotta get the guy's attention, gotta get him to hide like me or he'll blow my damn cover. I creep around one of the big stones, but stay in the shadows. When I'm close enough to the priest, I reach out of the shadows for his shoulder. Just when my hand hits the moonlight, I freeze. A sound comes up from the woods, same direction from where Sands came, and it's close, very close. I get this 
this strange feeling like I'm on the other end of a sniper scope, which I must admit feels pretty damn shitty. Sans turns and runs towards the direction of the sound. Hey! Sans! Wait! Sans, come back, dammit! But the big idiot is gone. Silence. I step out of the dark, rifle raised, scanning the shadows behind the stones and trees. I mean, should I follow him? Should I stay put? God, that, that shit, that smell hits me again. And it's too sweet and way stronger. Fills the air like toxic gas. God damn it. Eyes shift from left to right, right to left, step closer to the altar. Hey, Sans, Sans, you there? Sans? I didn't think it possible, but that smell, god damn it, that smell gets even worse. I'm right in front of the altar table, facing the three tall stones, trying to get a better view of where the hell Sans went. A movement between the rocks in front of me, rifle swings up, aim set square between Sans' eyes. Sans, holy shit, priest, I almost blew your fucking dumb head off. I stare into his sweaty, panic-stricken, slack-jawed face. Sans? Hey, Sans, you listen to me or what? Hey! But he ain't listening to me. Not even looking at me. Sans? He's looking at something, though. Right behind me. Something warm and foul-smelling drips onto my right shoulder. I gaze down and see a bloody blob of saliva. And then I hear something that turns a humble atheist into a believer. I turn around. Ladies and gentlemen, the star of the show has arrived. The face glaring down at me turns my legs into noodles that have been cooked for too long. Some terrible distortion of a wolf. Teeth longer than railroad spikes. Bloodshot eyes with not a trace of anything natural in them. When I first look at the massive body in front of me, I think the wind is blowing through its dark gray fur, but that's not it. It's a kind of rippling, like a swarm of wasps stuck under its skin, trying to break out. The thing raises its arm. I step back, raise the rifle, but it's too slow. I see stars for a moment. Holy shit, I didn't even see that coming. The fucking speed of the thing. Next thing, I'm being lifted like a rag doll. Feel air rushing around me and then... Fuck. Slam down onto the table, back on fire. Beast's ugly face fills my vision. Feel across my chest for the rifle, but it ain't there no more. Scooby-Doo on steroids raises his arm again. Massive claw above its head. Ah, great. Last thing I'm gonna see is this ugly thing. A thing I can see, but my brain keeps telling me don't exist. Killer claw, thrust down towards my face. Get my arm up, block the blow. The beast snarls, shift, pull my legs up. And with every bit of strength I got, I kick that thing in the fucking chest. But all I do is piss the thing off. It just budges, a step back, crouches, snarls, eyes bulge at me. And I swear those eyes flash yellow. That crazy ripple effect rushes from the legs up across the beast's body. It tenses to pounce. The thing comes for me again. I go for the Glock, whip it up from under my jacket. And the forest is alive with the sound of music. Gunfire smoke settles, my hands tingle. Does the thing fly through the air in a hail of fire? Do bits of flesh tear off and splatter the stones with demon gore? Nah, it takes two small steps back, looks down at its chest, then it looks up, straight at me, and... Oh good, oh god. Sight set, the beast thing breaks into three long strides, leaps into the air, claws flayed, eyes burning. Now. Except for the fact that I'm about to be ripped to pieces by a Saturday night movie monster, there's this little moment where this monster 
becomes a thing of beauty, slowly, rising higher and higher into the night. This man-wolf thing passes across the full moon, radiant in silver moonlight. I lower the Glock just an inch. Wow. The hitman becomes the hit. The predator becomes the prey. Death by monster is my fate. The beast crashes onto the table. One claw wraps around my throat. The other claw rises high. Those eyes burn into mine. What happens next happens too quick for my eyes to register. Beast is still on me. Claw rises again. There is a sudden pain across my face. The world blurs, but somehow, somehow I'm still conscious. Stunned, but conscious. I see a flash of sharp teeth. I feel warm blood spread across my chest. And I don't know what's happening, but I got a feeling it ain't good. And I'll admit something else, too. I just beat my pants. Real tough hitman, right? Well, if there ever was a time to do it, it's now. The beast pauses. Pointed ears twitch. I look to my right. Sands. Sands is standing there. With my rifle loaded with the silver bullets aimed straight at the beast. Relief surges through me. Pura su sheparint. Doma manira sustenentara de minium lapuma. Sands, shoot! Missed. Damn it! Christ, Sands, shoot again, shoot! Jeez, Sands, shoot! He cocks the bolt back and steadies his aim a second time. Pressure releases from my shoulder. The beast leaps off the altar and charges the priest. Sands, shoot now! Oh, what the hell? Oops. A malfunction. Now we can throw a perfectly good rifle in the garbage. You know there's a reason why bullets are only made of silver in the movies? In real life, silver makes for shit rounds. It's too brittle. Will, as we've just witnessed, wreck a good rifle's barrel. So kids, next time you have a werewolf problem, don't use silver bullets. Sands puts up a good fight. Definitely better than I did. He uses my ticket D tree like a baseball bat. The only problem is, baseball bats never were good defense against monsters this size and this angle. It grabs Sands and flings him around like he's made of rags. The guy saved my life. Suppose I gotta return the favor now. I don't feel like it. I think... I think dying on this altar nice and quiet sounds just about fine to me. Maybe there is an afterlife and maybe there is a chance I'll see Tracy over there. If things like this exist, then why not all the other stuff? But, well, sometimes I suppose you gotta return the favors, even if it means getting eaten by Yogi Bear. So I'm off the altar, and I wanna run toward the chaos, but my legs are so messed, I just kind of... groan and heave my way forward. My right arm is useless as balls on a garbage truck, but with my left hand, I slip my father's skin do out. I jump, well, not ready jump, just kind of skip and stumble forward. But I pull that knife back and with every bit of strength I have left, I drive it forward. I get lucky, the beast turns in the last moment, glares at me, snout all bloody, and yellow eyes filled with rage. I plow that knife straight into the thing's left eye, as deep and as hard as I can. I'm expecting the monster to fight back, but it grabs the skin dude's handle, stumbles off sands, and into the shadows behind one of the rocks. Hey, Sans, dumbest question in the history of dumb questions, but are you okay? Yes. Somehow. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to rethink my position on God. We had no business surviving that ass-kicking, you know? What about you? 
Once I get my cat in a new line of work, I might be. You did good, Crow. Thanks. Hey, let's make sure that thing is dead. You mean that thing? He points over at where that thing was lying. Except it ain't there. No, 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 no. Relax. There ain't no twist to this particular story. No body's gone only for the monster to return and slay another day. No. There is a body lying there, behind the stone. But it ain't the body of a monster. My God, Crow. It's Diana. Diana. The pretty lady from today lies there naked in a shaft of moonlight. I walk over to the body and pick my knife up. She killed her daughter. Yeah, it's, uh, that's pretty fucked up. I think we stopped this curse. I hope this is the end. Let's get the body out of here. I pick the feet up and wait for Sans to get the arms, but he doesn't move. Hey. Sans, give me a hand, will you? Sometime today would be nice. What? Your shoulder. You've been bitten. Yeah, so what? I got in a fight with the demon. It happens. I got my tetanus shots. But he looks at the rifle, lying a foot from him. Sans, the rifle is useless, unless you want to beat me up with it. You and I both know I don't need a full moon to become a killer. We can't be sure. What if the curse passes on to you? What if it doesn't? I'll make it quick. I reload my Glock double quick. Remember the click, Sans? Every myth I've heard about this beast. I ain't dying because of some myth. I have a favor coming my way, and the legions of hell ain't gonna stop me from getting it. Now either help me carry this body, or you're gonna find yourself on the wrong end of a gunfight. Take your money and your guns and your cat. Get in your car and never set foot in this town again. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Now let's finish this. Two nights later, a waning moon, thank fuck for small mercies. A stolen car, busted headlight. I'd like to say I'm feeling okay considering what I just survived. You know, I'm shaved, wounds cleaned, already healing up if you can't believe that. Bicycle is fed and I even got a bag full of cash in the back. But something is bothering me. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. But usually after a job, I feel a sense of accomplishment. I, I know that sounds sadistic, but I, I can't help it. I like to think that I killed people who had it coming. Now I've killed a vicious child murdering monster that definitely had it coming, but I'm feeling... I don't know, I'm feeling empty. I'm glad there's one less killer out there, don't get me wrong, but... Killing... It just don't... You know, I probably need to take a little holiday or something. Get away for a while. I'm feeling a little nauseous, a little under the weather. You know, feverish and stuff, and... I'm also missing my little girl like crazy. Think I need to get away from the killing business for a bit. Ain't that right, bicycle? Yeah, that's right, girl. Maybe need to consider a different line of work, huh? Like a pancake stand in Spain or something. What do you think, girl? Yeah. But there's something else that is bothering me. Can't stop thinking about it, to be honest. When I got back to the hotel, I followed procedure. I, I made the call. Let the guy in Chicago know that the job was done. Those calls usually end with the code word. Something arbitrary. Just to let me know that they'll be in touch. But this time, this time they fucking hung up on me. That's it, just hung up, beep, 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 which is not good. And it's not good because this deal ain't finished yet. You bet it ain't. And I'm starting to wonder if the boss is going back on his fucking word. I mean, he can take the money, I don't care about that. But he owes me a goddamn favor. That was the main thing here. I do this one job, and you take care of the favor. Simple. But something just don't feel right. I I'm getting this kind of feeling that... What? Oh, shit. What do you want? 
Christ, just my luck. I mean, I'm in a stolen car filled with stolen guns and a bag full of cash and... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I know what this is. I know what this is, I just got snitched. Good day, officer. How can I, uh, be of assistance? You have a broken headlight, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just realized it. Listen, I'll get it sorted out once I'm back in Chicago, okay? I'm sure you will. Let's see your license and registration, please. Sure. I hand him the phony paperwork and I know I'm done. He's looking at me and he knows I'm full of shit. You know, in the past I would have put a bullet in his head, but... But not today. Thank you, sir. This all seems in order. Yeah? I mean, yeah, of course it is. Yep. You look a little tired. Maybe once you fix that headlight, you should keep your head down for a while, you know? Take a little holiday or something, okay? You have yourself a safe trip back, sir. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I will. What the hell was that all about? I looked down at the folder holding my documents. A small piece of paper with a phone number and a message. Ask for Barry. What is this all about? Okay, Harrison, get in there. Hey, 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 this isn't my cell. Yeah, I belong to the great state of Illinois. Now shut the fuck up and get in there. Yeah, yeah, you forgot to pay the electric bill too? Oh fuck, man, it's darker than your mom's asshole in here. Yeah, you always wanted a cell with a window. Enjoy the moonlight. Oh yeah? Well, enjoy this, Vince. Fuck you. What? Good luck, Harrison. That's it, cell 66 done. You think you're all so fucking tough? Yeah, hey, well maybe when I get out of here, I should come by for a visit, eh? Take your fucking wife out for a little walk? Come say hi to the fucking kids? Do you like that fucking idea? How do you like that fucking idea, you big fucking hunk? I'm gonna fucking get the kids. Calm down. Calm down. Hey, hey. Calm down. I don't want to slip and cut your throat. That would be a tragic waste of a favor. Now sit down and shut up. Do you understand? Hey, do you understand? Nod your fucking head if you do. Yeah. Nice and easy. Hey, Vince. There we go. Hey, this hey. fucking hey, help. Stop. Stop help. it. Stop. This hey, help. Hey, Harrison, stop it. Stop screaming. Fuck. No one's coming. When you find a guy waiting for you in a maximum security prison cell, you don't stop and ask yourself how the fuck he got in there. Let me try and help you figure this out, Harrison. No one's coming to help you. It's just you and me. Okay? Oh, hey, hey, hey. Okay, 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 hey, hey, hey. Just don't kill me, okay? Hey. I'll do whatever you fucking want. Just relax. Just chill out, man. Ah, here we are. You and me. Finally. I gotta admit, Harrison, I was expecting someone tougher. You know, someone with a little bit more balls? Instead, I get this fucking whimpering piece of scum. Suppose it's true what they say, huh? Never meet your heroes. What the fuck, man? Who, who are you? My name is Barnabas Crow. I want to have a little chat. I've never heard that name before. I would totally remember a dumbass name like that. That wasn't my name back then, asshole. Back then? Man, hey, I got no idea what you're talking about. Back when? Back when I was your target, asshole. You don't remember me, huh? When I had a wife and a daughter? Obviously, I fucked up. Well, fuck, you're here. You didn't get me, you idiot. You got my little girl. Hey, I didn't kill no little... <laughs> Wait a minute, hey, shit. <laughs> it's you, the cop. You're the fucking scary cop all the mobsters and shit were pissing their pants for. Ah, oh, shit, what are you... Maxwell, Barrett. Some shit like that, right? My old name ain't important, okay? What's important is the fact that you're a low-life piece of shit that killed a little girl. My little girl. 
Hey, fuck you. I'm not in the business of killing little kids. There's no fucking money in it. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's it. It happens. Bad fucking luck. Yeah, well, you screwed up. So what? When now, man? What, you here to kill me? That's what this is? Some kind of revenge? No. So what the fuck do you want then? I want to say I forgive you. Are you fucking serious? So time out, time out. You, you went through this whole fucking thing of getting into my cell just to say you forgive me? What a fucking pussy. Yeah, 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 I've gone down your path. Killing don't bring anything good. But forgiveness, well, maybe. Fuck. I'm not gonna kill you. I'm done with killing, at least. Okay, at least a part of me is done with killing. The other part <laughs> is not so reasonable. Wait, tell you what, huh? Why don't you just take those two parts and tell them to go fuck themselves, huh? You know what? Fuck you, man. You think you can come in here, come into my fucking cell, fuck with me? Who the fuck do you oh, think oh, you are? Oh, you oh, fucking piece of shit. You hippie, common, oh, useless, oh, piece of fucking oh, trash. Oh, you weak ass, oh, motherfucking oh, pussy. Oh, I'm gonna oh, fucking oh, you. You hippie fuck. You didn't see that coming, did you, huh? Now look at you, you fucking mess. You fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, Harrison, you were real fucking sneaky, you. You. But I have a trick of my own. You want to see it? What the? How the hell do you do that? What the fucking hell is wrong with your eyes, man? I'm a... Hey, hey, what the fucking...